Uh, good morning, all. Good morning. It's lovely to see real people. <laughs> and a welcome to all you in Zoom. Thank you for tuning in, as I say. Get myself sorted here in a wee minute. It's good to get a suit on again and a tie. They may come back into fashion. <laughs> Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that there's no shutdown in heaven. We do thank you, Lord. As Paul says, your word is not chained up to lock there. So as we gather this morning, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is our minister. And you know each of our needs. You know our hearts, our anxieties. Lord, we just ask you to administer each one at the point of the need. Comfort, exhort, bless. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those of you who like to have titles to your sermons, the title this morning would be Facing the Unknown. And I'm quite sure Boris Johnson would say I'm into that. There's <laughs> near no indeed. A few readings, a couple of readings for you before we start. I'm in Joshua, chapter 3. And Joshua arose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lords there, before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officer went through the host and he commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits. That's about half a mile. Come not near it. That, they may know the, that you may know the way by which you go. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And those of you who like to have a text for this sermon, text would be verse 4. You have not passed this way before. Unprecedented. We're reading from Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barrels. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you know it's better than they. And then to verse 30. When for if God so called the grass of the field, which the dew is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, for ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, 
saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? But after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for your tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. No matter where you look today on the media, the press, the TV, the polls and the surveys, the most common denominator among people today, so they tell me, is worry and anxiety. It's, it's a, a pandemic in itself. Everybody talks to you is worried and fearful. I know time waits time for these people. When you tell them your troubles, they say, I don't worry, it'll be alright. It's not a lot of comfort, is it? <laughs> There was a wee story told of the, the managing director of the John Brown Shipyard. You can guess how old that story is then. He was walking through the yard one day and one of his workers had a, a loose sole and his sole was flapping his boot. So he stopped and he says, that's dangerous. You may slip. And he took out his pocket a, a roll of money. And he took the last band off it, he should get put out of it. <laughs> James says something similar, he says, don't say to the hungry, God bless you, unless you're willing to feed them. And the wonderful thing was when Jesus says, don't worry, or fret not, he always gives good reasons for doing so. And really when Jesus says, don't worry, what he says, don't worry, I've got it in hand. And that's a much more, much a blessing to just say, don't worry, it'll be all right. So to find a wee bit back to what I want to say this morning, look in the book of Joshua. I like Joshua. He was 80 when he took over from Moses. Moses was 80 when he saw the burning bush. Caleb was 18 when he says, give me the mountain. And I'm 80. And I'm preaching in the new church. <laughs> you know, I like that verse. God says in the psalmist, even in your own age and your grey hairs, I will write you. There's no retirement in the kingdom. And there's no age problem there. I like the book of Joshua because it tells you two things. First of all, Joshua takes over from Moses, and Moses' ministry was to take the children of Israel out of the bond of Egypt. Joshua's ministry is to take them into the inheritance, the promised land to their inheritance. All the Old Testament ministries mirror or a shadow of that which is done in Jesus. Jesus' ministry is exactly the same. He takes us out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the bondage of sin, and brings us into the inheritance of the new covenant, which is the inheritance of the promise of God. Now, maybe you're not saved this morning. 
Well, you can be. Jesus can deliver you from the bondage of sin and set you free. Very simple. A lot of people say, well, you know, I need to sort things out. Well, don't wait till you sort things out because you will never sort things out. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and let Jesus sort it out. So if you're not saved this morning, you can be. But he says, you shall have will be deceived. Don't put it off. Don't do it alone. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. Now you get back to Joshua. In this story of Joshua, they're about to go into the promised land. And the B verse, verse 4 says, For you have not gone this way before. It's unprecedented. And we are in that stage, aren't we? I think, well, goodness me, <laughs> what's ahead? But here were the children of Israel about to get to the promised land, a new generation. And they were fearful. No wonder they're fearful. Because nothing had changed from the 40 years earlier when they sent out the spies to spy the land and come back and say, Oh, there's giants in the land. And we put grasshoppers in our sight. And this new generation were facing the same thing. The giants are still there. <laughs> oh, still be as grasshoppers in the sight. And God was saying, I'm going to disperse seven nations. <laughs> So there was a lot of warfare ahead of them. And they were fearful. Anxious. And the Lord tells Joshua how to allay their fears. He says, when you see the ark of the covenant begin to move forward and they pass the sea code, follow the presence of God. Jesus is he first the kingdom. Keep yourself in fellowship with him. The things of the earth were strangely done in the light of his glory and grace. Look up. And he says, sanctify yourself. Here is the people that wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. As your Christian experience will have been a bit of a wandering around in circles. Joshua was called to circumcise them afresh. Because all the years of wandering and wilderness, they had not circumcised themselves. But you sanctify yourself. Rededicate yourself to the Lord. Put your trust in Him. And then there's a the wonderful promise. <laughs> For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonderfully. I'm sure that will encourage them. Now, their situation is very much like ours today, isn't it? We have not been this way before. Things are new, things are rare. And we're fearful. We're in the world. But we're not of the world. We're the children of God. But we face the same problems, the same restraints as everybody else. How should we deal with it differently? Or should we deal with it differently? Is there any hope for us? Fear produces worry. Fear of what might be. 
produces money. The fear of the what if produces money. Fear is that. And fear is the opposite of faith. Fear <laughs> shows you up. Faith strengthens you. So fear leads to worry. And God gives us three, four things to help us handle worry. The first one found in Matthew 16 says, Worry not beforehand. We worry about everything that may come. It's not here yet. And we put tomorrow's worries into today. Worry not beforehand. It's not here yet. Sufficient unto the day is the evil though. When I was in business and we had a, a problem coming up, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I had to say, well, the best thing to do is assume the worst. Okay, let's assume it's happened. What are we going to do? <laughs> when you find that you know the calamity, not as big as imagined. There's a way to deal with it, you can relax. Don't worry beforehand, it's not here yet. Don't create things. No. Don't bring them into being. Don't worry beforehand. Jesus said that to his disciples. He said, Don't worry. When you're called to witness or charged, don't worry about what you're going to say. For the Holy Spirit will give you the words. You don't have to worry about what's coming. God will keep you. Same thing, he says, just don't worry about tomorrow. For sufficient to the day is the evil. And we worry about what may be, what if it comes, what could happen if you're bringing the future into today? That's not even there yet. Don't worry about tomorrow. And God's got to try and make it. Just remember the number of giants have been slain in your life. The number of times that God has answered your prayers in crisis. Number of times you've been delivered. <laughs> He's the same God today. He's the same God today. You know, the saints of God are always worried, but God always delivered. He is a deliverer. You can imagine Joseph in prison. Sitting in prison, thinking, goodness me, this is not what it's supposed to be. My brothers are supposed to be going down to me, and my mother and father are supposed to be going down to me. This is not what I dreamed. <laughs> but God delivered him. You think Daniel was kind of worried in the lion's den, and he looked at the lion's den, because that man looks a bit hungry. <laughs> the king comes and says, Daniel, has your God been able to deliver you? You know what? My God has shut the lion's mouth. Delivered me. The three lads get bad in the furnace. I mean, they're standing there, they're bound hand and foot, and the king says, Heat it up seven times more. Well, the answers, for the fearful. Our God is able to deliver us, but if not, <laughs> have you prayed like that? Lord, when you do it, but if not, that's your will be done. Do we pray or do we worry on our knees? Do we handle it? 
Så den enda förmässan jag kan säga att han har varit för att förnya den. Alltså fort. Jesus says I'll never leave you alone. I'll love you. I can't imagine any more lost situation than Jonah in the belly of a whale. I mean, it's been swallowed up. <laughs> I mean, what will be like that? That must be the end. And Jonah spews it out, has him spewed out. Saint Jesus, the synagogue member, whose daughter was dying. You can imagine his anxiety. He's worried. What are we going to do? When it comes to Jesus, Jesus, will you? My daughter's dying. We come and heal her. And Jesus healed her. The disciples in the boat in the storm, I mean, they were worried. <laughs> no question about it. Jesus, don't you realize we're going to perish? And Jesus says, Oh, you have little faith. And how she's a storm. He is a deliverer. He changes not. He's the same God. The world don't worry. Don't worry about your life. For us to decide. He knows your thoughts. He's got the ears of your head numbered. He knows how to keep you. He will deliver you. Greater is he that is in you than he is in them. You may face the same worries as the world, but you have a different resource. You have one who says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will answer. Don't worry about your life, but I've ate none, but it's in his hands. <laughs> and then, as usual, God is all comprehensive. <laughs> Don't Worry about anything. That's amazing. But by everything, in everything, by prayer. <laughs> and the one said, Don't worry about anything, just give it to me. Give it to me. Don't worry on your knees when you pray. Some of us pray, worry, and we got with it. We're not anymore relieved than we haven't started. He says, cast it, roll it onto heaven, and rest in his promise. For we have the victory as the children of God. Is that a bit fanciful? Is that a bit fanciful? That we should be different, that we should be preserved, that we should have this marvelous blessing. Well, the reality is, yes. Because that's the inheritance. We'll be brought in to the family of God, whereby you cry out a Father, who knows your needs, even before you ask. We'll be brought in to the inheritance, which is what Hebrews tells us. The inheritance are received the promises of God. Ephesians 1.18 says, The eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, 
that you may know what the hope of his calling. What the hope of his calling? That we enter in. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? We'll see it in heaven with that. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what? We believe according to the working of his mighty power. This is an amazing thing. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in you. The same spirit to strengthen you and to keep you. John 1 12 says, as many receive Jesus, to them he gives the power to become a children of God. Folks, it's not pie in the sky. <laughs> it's today. It's now. I am his and he is mine. So he says, worry not, fear not, trust in the Lord, and don't despair. You have not come this way before, but the Lord goes before you. You have not come this way before, but he walks with you. Jesus, trust in the Lord, and don't despair. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for your love and care. Thank you, Lord, you know our needs. Thank you, Lord, that you invited us. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer. We thank you, Lord, for the joy and the privilege, and we call the children of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You know our needs. You grant our daily bread. And you deliver us from all evil. In Jesus' name.